Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Once airborne, we'll let you know when you may use approved electronic devices, but note that some items may not be... Oh, welcome back to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. We're on our second leg of our uh, US tour. We're going all around the US AFL, and I'm guessing we're headed to Dallas today, mate. Uh, what? Well, we're just in Houston. We've got Dallas to go. That's part of the trip, so we're headed to Dallas, aren't we? Yeah, okay. I might have stuffed up. It's, uh, maybe I haven't gone the quickest route. Um, I've got this booked in at Hawaii. The fuck, mate? We had a stop over there on the way to Houston. We've got a stop over there on our way home from. Uh, yeah, that's. So we. <laughs> okay, maybe. Yeah. Oh, maybe man. all them hours on Google Maps didn't quite work. It yeah, did, I... it just must be one format, one mistake. Okay. One mistake. No. But listen, oh. you're not going to complain about needing to go to Hawaii three times, are you? Well, it's not being in Hawaii. It's being on the flight with you unnecessarily, mate. That's <laughs> oh, okay. the problem, all right? Uh, all right, but just tell me a bit about Hawaii then. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point, actually. Um, so Hawaii is, really, like at this point in time, mate, we should have a couple of rows to ourselves each on, on the planes. Uh, but anyway, Hawaii is one of, one of a handful of islands located quite a fair way off the west coast of the mainland of the United States of America. And uh, it would take us, it was going to come from Melbourne, it would take us just on the nine, sorry, take us around about 11 and a half hours to fly there direct, and it's just on the 9,000 kilometres from Melbourne. Yeah, so it was a nice stopover on the way to Houston, and it would have been handy to just jump on and do that then. But anyway, the Hawaii covers over 28,000 square kilometres, and its population is just under 1.5 mil. Yeah, nice. So uh, Hawaii is also the home of the NFL Pro Bowl that happens the week before the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, it's a very nice place to go play footy. Uh, Hawaii's most iconic food is poi. Po? I don't know how to say it, but anyway. Um, and it's you know, it's obviously famous for its beaches and volcanoes and all the beautiful scenery. Yeah, and again, you know, quite a few famous people are born out in Hawaii, including the now, the former president of the United States of America, Barack Obama, you've got Bruno Mars, and you've got Aquaman. Um, Aquaman has a, a name, mate. Yeah, Aquaman. I don't know. It's about Aquaman. He's Aquaman, isn't it? It's Carl Drago to me, uh, Jason Momoa. No, no. no, how's that? Aquaman's just Aquaman. 
I mean, it's Jason Momoa, Carl Drago. He was Carl Drago before he was Aquaman. No, no, no. You don't, you don't sit there and say bloody Batman, or I guess you do sit there and say Batman has a name, Bruce, Bruce Wayne, but you don't then sit there and say he has another name, do you? Yeah, Jason Momoa, the guy that plays the man. It's a movie, mate, all right? It's uh-huh. not a real character. He's not real, right? Oh, well. But I'll tell you who is wait, real. Wait, 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 a bloody ruin this trip for me. Jeez, right. I, I think you did a good enough job of that yourself, mate. But anyway, there's some very real people re- come from... Uh, Hawaii, and that's uh, Marcus Mariota and Manti Teo, NFL superstars, allegedly. Um, but did you know this, mate? Nicole Kidman was actually born in uh, Hawaii. Excuse me? Yep, Nicole Kidman, her Aussie parents were actually in Hawaii on uh, studying, and uh, that's where Nicole was born. So right. First, you try and break my heart, tell me Aquaman's not real. Then you're going to break the rest of Australia's heart by saying that technically Nicole Kidman isn't Australian. Well, she's she'd have dual citizenship. She's an Aussie as they come, but yeah, she's actually born in Hawaii. That's something I didn't know. But That's quite fair. That's also the birthplace and home of two of my favourite fighters, BJ Penn, Max Holloway. But the real superstar, the real big one that's come out of Hawaii. Everyone's favourite. Three-time Grammy Award winner. Four-time Golden Globe winner. Three-time Emmy and a Tony Award winner. I know she's high on your rotation, mate. Bette oh, Midler. Absolutely, mate. She's up there with... Uh, Bette Midler's well, Hawaiian. Who would have known? It's a very um range of like a wide list of people. You go from you know, the president of the former president of America to Aquaman to Nicole Kidman to bloody Bette Midler. Yeah. But um, Hawaii is actually also the birthplace of Lilo from Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, yeah, she uh, runs a muck a bit there in old Hawaii and Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, oh, it sounds like the uh, the I would say fellas, but it's not just the fellas. The the men and women of the uh, Hawaiian Eagles also run a muck across there as well. Yeah, and they um, definitely have some fun over there playing their footy, and we can't wait for the chat. So. Recruiting some uh, AFL players just strolling past, or ex AFL yeah, yeah. players, sorry. Yep. Uh, listen out for that story. It's a great story. They've got uh, full of great stories and um, they have a great time and such a short history of their club. So enjoy this trip and we'll get this trip yeah, back prom- on track, yeah. mate. I, pro- we'll, pro- uh, I promise this is the only mistake I'm making for this whole trip, mate. I'll make sure the next stop is just perfect, not too far away, yeah, and actually yeah, like a good route around. So. Let's uh, yes, get them flights right, mate. All right, all right. We'll see you at the next one. Enjoy. Cool. All right. Today we are joined by Alex and Susan, all the way from lovely Hawaii. Uh, how are you going today? Aloha. Not so bad. Aloha. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, no, thanks for joining us. Um, so Alex is one of the Eagles founding members and Susan is the club's coach. Um, so we're keen to learn a bit about the Hawaii Eagles. Um, and so we'll just sort of ask a few questions. You kind of decide between the two of you who wants to answer what. Um, and then we'll have some questions for both of you as well. But uh, when and how were the Eagles founded and why did you choose the Eagles? Yeah, so um, we, we got together in about fall of 2018 not long after I'd got to Ireland um, and Dallas, a guy from, uh, well, originally Detroit played a lot of footy in Austin, Texas, and then Melbourne 
had just been reaching out to anyone he could find from Australia or otherwise to go have a kick at the park. Um, and that really quickly snowballed into a group of five Aussies, a group of 10 Aussies and Americans. Um, and then we had a huge recruiting at punk rock shows that he was in uh, promoting at a club um, and bars and anywhere really we could. So we're going on about two years now as the Eagles. Um, and Dallas really was uh, just getting everything started. He's a real go-getter. And he was super excited by the Eagles 2018 flag win um, and hit their Instagram real hard. And they were, they were pretty good sports about it. They, uh, they got behind us, sent us some shirts and love to have us since. Oh, awesome. So they were all up and about after the grand final. It's good that they were able to help you guys out. Um, so you had a handful of uh, Metro matches or like in Australia, we'd call them intra-club matches. Uh, before you first game it against an actual opponent. Uh, so how hard was it to actually get enough numbers to to get a, a proper game going? Well, um, I was really lucky to be able to get here right before the first interclub match. I landed on island um, the Tuesday before the Saturday first match. So that was pretty exciting. And that was in February of 2019. Um, and we've been doing pretty well getting attendance at our our um, interclub matches. We've had a lot easier time getting people to show up on the weekends, I think because people don't have work and traffic that gets in the way. Um, and also I think people really love to play a game where you actually get to tackle and do all the fun things that I don't let them do in practice. Yeah, I can't understand why people don't get in training. It's nice to know that Rifty that it's all around the world that happens, not just in uh, Australia. <laughs> yep. Um, so when was your first official match and um, who was it against? And I'm pretty sure you had a pretty, uh, pretty big name pulling the jump that day. Yeah, that was a really fun day. Um, September last year, we managed to get in contact with the Seattle Grizzlies. Uh, they have uh, an ex-player who lives out here, trained with us a bit. Um, really nice guy. So they got a whole team down here. I think we ended up playing, what was it, 12 on 12 that game, Susan? Yep, I believe 12s. Yeah, which was a pretty good numbers for us. Um, ultimately, in the end, they got the best of us. But it was a really cool experience. We're playing uh, right down the bottom of Diamond Head, a very popular hike, just at the end of Waikiki, with yellow Sharons flying about. And late in the first quarter, some guy looks like he maybe used to be pretty fit, maybe not even long ago, but just gray T-shirt walking around, slaps on an Eagles jersey, um, turned out Sam Mitchell came down, walking around a hike, saw the footies there. And he got in the action, had a great time, was involved in quite a lot of our scores. That's... Uh, nice, because once he started playing, we were able to have subs, which was helpful. <laughs> I could imagine nice. uh, the skill level on display by Sam Mitchell would be uh, pretty unseen by most of the guys that were out on the field there at the time. Oh, absolutely. He he looks like he's just jogging about, but then somehow the ball ends up on his lap. He's covered half the field and it's going to our forward line. I've never seen that happen in our team before. The fact that even at AFL level, he just strolled around, looked like he wasn't trying that hard. Um, so how many uh, players do you currently have now before like, the COVID hit? 
Um, where well, it depends what we go off training games as well, but we're sitting pretty good in a low twenties, I reckon, for mm-hmm. home games and a full squad. Yeah, oh, we fair. usually get to play like twelves, nines, or twelves when we do our in our club matches. Uh, so, how many games have you played against uh, other teams? And you, you know, you've only sort of started last year, but how many games have you actually played as a team? Susan, would you like to this one? Yeah, so. sure. I'll get that one. <laughs> so we were really lucky. Um, I, we're out in the middle of nowhere, right? So it's really hard for us to get people to play the sport on island, not to mention people to come here and play. The benefit that we have is that we are a tropical island paradise destination. And so people, um, you know, want to come here. So we've, we've, it's just hard to get them here and especially in numbers. So um, both, we had the Grizzlies come um, that first year and then we had actually Calgary come earlier this year before all the COVID stuff hit. So we're actually one of the few teams that got to have a game this season. Um, and technically it was preseason, but whatever. Um, so yeah, like they, they come out, they bring as many people as they can, and then we supplement and with our players and it's a really great time, but only two games once a year. <laughs> yeah. Might as well. Hopefully you get, you're able to get a couple more at the end of this year or something. I'm, I'm sure there'll be uh, plenty of teams itching to get over to a tropical paradise uh, once they're allowed out Happy of their homes. <laughs> yeah. We've been lucky enough to have a couple um, solo guests or couples come together. It's been really cool to see just players from Australia, some New Zealand football players and across the world, people have hit us up and come train with us as well. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, said it's a popular tourist spotter and uh, I'm sure once more people learn that there is some Aussie rules over there, there'll be, there'll be even more people rocking up for training. Um, so you didn't attend the US AFL Nationals last season. Where, was that a trip you were planning on doing this year? So actually, I did get to go to Nationals last year, um, which was really nice. I got to play with my old team, the DC Eagles. Um, and we are definitely planning to go to nationals this year. If it happens, um, some of us already have tickets. So even if it doesn't happen, probably those of us that have tickets will just go and have a little, you know, mainland vacation, but we're really hoping it it goes as planned. Fingers crossed for you. Um, speaking of COVID being such a new club has COVID affected the growth that you guys were trying to have in 2020. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Our core base has been really strong together and it's shown a lot of support. But one of our main goals for the year was to really get out and recruit, um, particularly at college and the beach and bar scene. Um, So that's really put a halt to those plans for now. It's a shame that um, we've actually spoken to quite a few new clubs and it's quite a shame that COVID has come at this point in time as they're only just getting started. I just Um, want to say... Ed Dog will probably head over at some point and help you out with some recruiting. If if you're recruiting at bars, he, <laughs> he, he loves to get get have a few beers and recruit players to our club. So he could be a recruiting manager for you. What about now? About four or five that I've done that to? Yeah, definitely. So he could. Uh, 
I'm sure he'll gladly hit up the Hawaiian bars and recruit players for you. Yeah. Maybe we can well, I mentioned back. that the restaurants were opening, but our bars are still going to be closed for a while. Oh, I'm not heading across here anytime soon, then I guess. <laughs> yeah, we also have a 14-day quarantine for anybody that arrives um, on island, so that is a little bit uh, inhibiting yes. our our visitors at the moment. Yeah, yeah that'd be very un- very unfortunate, especially for being such an isolated island like you are. Um, so I'm going to guess there wouldn't be too many footy fields over in Hawaii. So whereabouts do you train and play? We have a beautiful stretch of park right at the end of Waikiki called Kapiolani Park. Um, and that's actually where the Honolulu Cricket Club plays. So there's nice big open space and a couple ovals back to back. So we train with rugby goals for goal shooting. Um, but then the park itself, we've got a pretty much regulation size field bar a couple potholes around the ends. Um <laughs> Uh, and that's that's our most convenient home ground, but we've also got a few other really nice open green patches that give us a good sized ground depending on how many numbers we have. Don't feel too bad about the potholes. We play on a couple of grounds that are uh, you know, not very good at all. I'm just going to put it that way so I don't get into trouble. <laughs> so listen to the Denver ep- episode. Nah, I'm pretty sure that was edited uh, out, mate. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you'll hear it in there at some point, but anyway. Um, so unlike many of the teams in, in the US, you guys actually get a space that's pretty much regulation size. So the, um, having a cricket field is probably not common over in the actual US. So uh, that's probably a bit of an advantage for you guys. But uh, how hard is it to get sort of training and, and playing gear like footies and stuff like that over there? Yeah, we, we struggle quite a bit. Um... We've been quite lucky with the Eagles sent us some uh, one of their old training balls with full logos and Sharon's on them in pretty good nick. Um, and we've had some donated from Australians from all walks of life who've been here. Um, but really one of our biggest struggles right now is posts. Um, we Our first game was one of the windiest days I've experienced here in Hawaii and the goalposts copped a big kick. Um, and it's been pretty much toast since we've been tying it to pieces of wood to stick it up on game day. <laughs> Just on um, that Eagles thing, you're actually the second club that we've spoken to that has an affiliation with the Eagles, the other one being West Lothian in Scotland. And we're actually chatting to another club in Holland that has, again, West Coast to help them out. Um, do, you, do the clubs that are all like sort of linked with West Coast sort of talk to each other and help each other out at any points and give pointers or... What not? Like I know a lot of clubs at the moment are doing like um, social media competitions against each other. Is that something that all the West Coast uh, the, the clubs that have a slight affiliation with West Coast do? I'm not um, sure if it's official or anything, but because I used to play with the other Eagles team in the USAFL, I keep in close contact with them and. Like I said, when I was at Nationals last year, I played with them. Probably this year, if we go. Um, I'll, we'll likely combine with them if they haven't moved up to Div 1. We, um, we have some also pretty quality twi- uh, Instagram banter with Burnaby Eagles and occasionally the West Laurentian Eagles from Scotland, like you said. Um, and we had a, a Burnaby Eagle come out and train with us, an Aussie bloke who went out and coached them for a while. Um, 
And I do, I have a vision one day of getting an Eagles Cup where we can get across the world and play some games together. I think you are, from talking to the clubs, like the West Lothian people and, and other clubs that sort of do that type of stuff, I don't think you're going to struggle to get that up and going because they're, uh, I think the, um, from the sounds of it though, you better prepare yourself for the uh, off-field, after-the-game stuff more than the actual on-field stuff. <laughs> We got to put some work in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with that we recruiting, do, especially with our bars closed. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to make sure you get a good preseason in back in mm. back when the bars reopen. Um, but this one's for you, Susan. Sort of, how did you become involved at at the Hawaii Eagles and and end up there, coach? Well, so I mentioned I played in DC, and then when just before I moved here is right when this team was getting started. So. Um, I was, I found out that there was a team here and I got involved right away. Like I said, I, I landed on a Tuesday, went to practice on a Wednesday, played game on Saturday. Um, so I'm so, so fortunate to have found amazing people immediately after landing. Um, and then I'm pretty sure they asked me to be coach because I, I really like structure and I'm a bit organized. <laughs> and so I, do the like crap putting things together that nobody else really wants to do <laughs> just getting trainings situated i think most yeah no we we definitely know what uh what have to be structured and get shit sorted is like at the moment um but how did you actually get involved with the dc eagles to begin with before moving out to hawaii right so um when i when i moved to dc i knew that Aussie rules was a thing. I, I knew that the game had existed. I actually, uh, my first Australian friend that I ever had introduced it to me. Um, and he was, he was a big cats fan. So I, he showed me a game. I saw it. I was like, this game is amazing. It's all the games in one game. It's so fun. It's so fast paced. It's just really exciting. Um, and I immediately fell in love with it, but I had no idea that we played that game in America until I, I went to DC. I was at the, um, the Australian embassy for a party and these girls um, came up and they like said, I looked fit. And I was like, Oh really? Well, thank you. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you want to play? And I was like, yes, yes I do. And so I rocked up to practice and I've been playing ever since. Seems to be the way of the world. Like we, people we speak to from around the world is similar stories. I had never seen it before. They say that looks cool. And then next you know, they've been playing for 10 years. Um, but as coach, how difficult is it to teach people that may not have never seen a football or kick the football before, like teaching the fundamentals of the game that we back in Australia probably take for granted? You definitely have an advantage there. So um, it, it is a bit of a struggle. What is so fortunate and one of my favorite things about Aussie rules is how it combines a whole bunch of other sports so I can take little teaching bits from various other sports that Americans are familiar with and say okay so a handball is a lot like a volleyball pass you know you just hit it like that or a kick is like a drop punt in American football or what you gridiron um so we have those kind of crossover teaching points that are really helpful um, and then YouTube is an amazing resource. So, you know, we always go to the YouTube. I've got a couple of videos that I send to new players to kind of 
here's a general overview of the game. Um, here's some skills and different things of how to do certain skills. Um, and then always the highlight reel of, okay, this looks bad, but it doesn't always happen like this when people are just getting destroyed hit after hit after hit in a, in a YouTube video. Um, so the other thing that's, that's nice is we get a lot of our players from other sports. So like soccer crosses over super well. Um, obviously rugby crosses over super well because most people think Aussie rules is rugby. Um, and then what are the other ones? Alex? Um, we got some basketball players. Uh, baseball is American football too. Absolutely. What is the main sport in Hawaii? Uh, that's Besides probably surfing. Yeah. Fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, some, yeah, definitely. Some of the world's best fighters come from Hawaii. So. Yeah, no, we've got a, a really good UFC um, yeah, yeah. whole club down here. I wasn't too sure if you knew something. I didn't know that they like the punch on over there. I was like, for fighting. No, no. <laughs> it's probably that too. Yeah, you could get a go if you want, I think. Yeah. So, um, Alex, so you're actually from Mine and Rifty's neck of the woods around the southeast Melbourne. Is that correct? You're from, yeah, it is. So, uh, I'm from Cheltenham myself originally. Yeah. Um, how the hell did you end up in Hawaii kicking around a footy? Um, well, I moved, I moved out to New York first. Um, Dream of sports since since I was little, always wanted to play sports. I went over to play some college baseball in upstate New York. Um, I did two years there, some some of an engineering degree, and then decided the snow just was not for me and needed to be somewhere a little closer to home, a little warmer, a little more beach. Um, and um, now I'm here, just became a geologist. Finished up school in the weeks just gone. Um, and thank you. And my passion is volcanoes. So I'm out here um, climbing the mountains, going on hikes, looking at the active volcanoes. It makes you really think, Rifty. We're like not far from him. He's done a lot more in his, his life than we have. <laughs> uh, yes, a fair <laughs> bit more. Um, but sort of, you said he went over to play baseball originally. Um, why was it that you then ended up playing Aussie Rules in Hawaii, not just going to fight in the local baseball club or something? Um, the college sports system is really rigorous and I was getting pretty tired of it. And my intention was originally just to join a local Hawaii baseball team. Um, so I went down to the park by the beach and saw a cricket pitch. And then the next day happened to have a, a Kiwi guest lecturer who caught my accent, invited me out to Honolulu cricket club and had a game. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, a guy from Melbourne was coming and he had met Dallas before. Um, so we all joined up with him and that's sort of how we got involved in the club. Yeah. So had you played Aussie rules back home in Australia oh, at all? Yeah. Um, I played all through my junior career through Bentley in the Sandville down there and, um, a little bit at Seaford. I was a big Seaford fan. Very nice. How old are you? Just a quick question. I'm 23. Okay. No, all good. I'm like, I used to play against Seaford. I'm like, oh, I might be the same age, but no, you're way younger than me. <laughs> Not I'm way like younger. Games, eating a pie. But... <laughs> Not way younger, but yeah, enough. And I'm like, no, nah, won't match. All good, Rift. Sorry, mate. Go ahead. No, you're all right. It's just, yeah, it's uh, baseball sort of, a, uh, it's become relatively 
decent sized sport in Australia now. So it's uh, good that you were able to use that as a way to get over to the States and then, uh, and then end up back playing a better game in Hawaii. Um, but absolutely agreed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk a bit about the sort of social side of the, the club. Uh, you know, you, you have only played a couple of games, but what's the sort of social side like for the club? You know, Obviously, not during these times, but before it all got shut down, what did you guys do to to have functions together and things like that? We're big fans of after practice and after game tinnies. Um, and the beach and beach parks are some of the best places in the world to do that. So we love a beach party after our games. Uh, we, we also love to together, get together. We do uh, match watch parties. We've done Anzac Day. We do the grand finals. Um, and our bartender friends, when that's up and around, on a quiet night, we get the, the whole big screen to ourselves to drink beers and watch some footy at the bars. Um, and we, we try to throw together some fundraisers, but mostly it ends up being something fun on the beach. Yeah, they're starting to sell me a bit more rift. Yeah. Um, again, all these different places around the world, they, they're having better social lives than us. And when you start mentioning that every training session you go on and drink tinnies at the beach, uh, I think there'd be more Aussies jumping, jumping ship over there as soon as they can, that's for sure. Shit, I'm happy to sit in the car park and have a few beers after training, let yeah. alone <laughs> by a beach. It is a nice view even from the car park, so... Yeah, even right now, the car park by the beach is in the right spot. <laughs> um, you've obviously got a bit of support from uh, West Coast, but have you been able to gain some sponsors and, and stuff like that to support the club as well? We have uh, nothing really at the moment set in stone, uh, but that's something we've, we've been working on, uh, I'd say, quite hard during this off-season. Um, and I think we're looking to put together some jerseys through a sponsorship and maybe get some banners when we're able to get games up and running again. Um, but nothing as of yet, unfortunately, but we do have some really strong Aussie businesses locally that have shown some interest in us. That's nice. That's nice. I'm going to guess probably bars like everywhere else around the world are the ones that are probably going to chip in for you. Um, I just want to point out, you've mentioned the bloke named Dallas a couple of times. I just want to point out to you, Rifty, that on their Facebook page, he's like, picture with him, uh, with our mate from Jared from Thailand Tigers. So he's been across and played with our mates across there. And I think that's who, when we spoke to Gareth from Calgary Kangaroos, I'm pretty sure he was saying something about Dallas in Hawaii. You've got to get him on. He's a bit of a character. He is a character, yeah. but he's super busy right now because he's studying public health at UH. And uh, they're obviously doing a lot with the whole pandemic response at the moment. So, um, Sorry, he wasn't available. Yeah, no, no, I'm just saying he must—he he gets around. That's for sure. He's, <laughs> he's, he's uh, yeah, we're hearing all about this Dallas guy, so we'll we'll have to catch up with him in the future. I think there seems to be a couple of people that we a couple of people that just names pop up in almost every single interview, which is nice. Um, I've lost where we were now. Uh, so who do you guys follow in the AFL? You want to go first, Alex? You want me to go first? I can go first. Uh, I'm a huge Saints fan, unabashedly. <laughs> Growing up in, uh, well, actually living on the, uh, in Moorabbin, right by the ground. Um, my dad was always telling me about the glory days walking down there. And I spent a long time after the 2010 grand final telling them that they were still great down at that park. 
So, I'm a huge fan of the Saints. Always have been, and I reckon we're up to great things soon. Yeah, they've got a good coach now, which is, yeah. I'm a Carlton man, so it's good, you know. Yeah, thank you for him. Yeah, so finally. <laughs> my, uh, my loyalties are a bit less less tied in. Like I said, I only discovered the game not too long ago. Um, obviously, West Coast Eagles will be my number one because I've played for two teams named after them. So I've got to go with them. Um, but I recently just started following the Hawks on Hawthorne because one of our other um, members on the coaching staff is really into the Hawks. And then, um, as I mentioned, the friend that introduced me to the game is a big Cats fan. So I'll always kind of like have a little soft spot for the Cats. That's all right. They've been pretty successful during that time. So. Yeah. But then that. I also um, keep it keep track of a couple of individual players. Um, so I'm sure maybe you've heard of Mason Cox that plays for Collingwood. Um, and then Aaron Phillips that plays for Adelaide. Both of them are very involved in the USAFL. And so I've met them at nationals a couple of times. Both super, super nice, amazing athletes. Um, and I actually happen to have since I'm standing in my room. I was going to be outside, but it's dark. But I have a, a ball that I won um, in a auction that's signed by both of them. So that's kind oh, of very cool. nice. Thanks. It makes me feel better, Rifty, about like you know, people from America will always pay attention to the American athletes in footy. It makes me feel better when you, know, you and me sort of pay attention to the Australian athletes in the NBA and the NFL and stuff like that. Yeah, or... or- I couldn't really give a shit most of the time about some of the Aussies over there, but, uh, you know. Oh, a certain couple. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we don't have the tall poppy thing that you guys have. Uh, we just spoke about that, actually. <laughs> Who was that with? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's funny that we, it is a very Australian thing to sort of, the tall, tall poppy syndrome. And, the Irish uh, club, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. But yeah, it's uh, it's good that Mason Cox has been able to bring sort of uh, a new audience to to the Aussie game, and and Erin Phillips, being that she played in the WNBA, and mm-hmm. she's been able to transfer those skills to AFLW, and yeah, she's a unbelievable footballer, and um, uh, she probably could have held her own in the men's game if she was playing during the prime of her career. Um, but for you guys, what's been sort of the biggest highlight of your playing career of footy? Do you want me to go first? Okay. No. <laughs> so my favorite thing that I've done in footy was my very first tackle ever. Like my first good tackle. You know, I had gotten hands on people, but that's not the same thing as like a wrap up to the ground tackle. So it was at a regionals game against the New York Magpies, which is like the top or has been very dominant team on the East coast um, of the U S and there was a much larger girl that I was um, tagging in the, she was forward. I was back. And at one point in the game, she goes, get off me, bitch. And I'm like, well, I'm a defender. It's like my job to be on you. Um, and she nodded and was like, I, I took that to mean that she was saying, okay, fair enough. 
Um, and it ended up that I like ended up taking her to the ground and I was just so proud. And it was like very textbook, like round. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm learning things. I know how to play a little bit. Um, and we actually ended up winning that game, which was, like I said, a huge deal because the Magpies have been dominant for a, for a long time. They are the only East Coast team right now, I think, that's been playing in the Div 1 women's. Um, so that, that was kind of cool. Um, and then I'd say my other kind of highlight was my very first game ever, which was the Arctic Cup in Malmo, Sweden. We lost the game, but it was an epic trip and we had such a great time. Nice. All right. So what, where was that too? Sorry, the <coughs> Arctic Cup. Where was it? Malmö, Sweden. Oh, nice. Just across the river from uh, um, Denmark. That's cool. I didn't know anything there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, um, yeah, hey, we're going to go to Sweden and play a game. And I was like, well, I haven't played a game yet. And they're like, well, Come on anyway. <laughs> it was the FOMO that got me. I have really bad fear of missing out. And it, my friend was like, we could do this and this and this. And I was like, all right, fine. And I bought a plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> um, my biggest personal highlight was uh, in our first game against Seattle, despite being a pretty crushing 60-point loss, I had a three-goal fourth quarter with a I'm going to round myself up to 10 possessions, I reckon. Um, but really the best, best experience I've got out of footy has been just the whole USAFL connection. Um, I didn't get to go to nationals yet with the Eagles, but I was lucky enough last summer to, uh, meet up with the New York Magpies while I was in New York city. Uh, and I got to go on a bus trip with them to Boston. We played against Philadelphia and it was a whole little tournament up there. And just the community they built around football with, some Australians, some who'd never even seen the game before showing up to that park, um, turned into a huge party and it was just really awesome environment. Awesome. That's a couple of great highlights. I love the fact that your that Susan's first highlight is just sticking that tackle. That's <laughs> like, you know, that it's a real specific moment that you have that you nailed that tackle and you felt good doing it because things like that, like we said, us growing up with the game, we just take those sort of little moments for, for granted. So, um, you know, I, I couldn't remember the first time I kicked a goal, let alone the first time I made a tackle. So it's it's great that you have that real specific memory. Wait, you don't remember the first time you kicked the goal? I was good. I was just about to say, he'll remember every single goal he's kicked because he, <laughs> you know, he could tell you where, how far out he was plus a, an extra five metres from where it actually was. <laughs> <laughs> This comes with being a full forward. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got you there, at Doug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what's been the funniest thing that you've seen while playing footy and, and being involved in the Hawaii Eagles? What's what's one of the funny moments that stands out? Alex, you take this one. Sure. Um, we had a, a really, I guess, terrible moment, but awesome moment also in the Seattle game. Um, ball up, start of the first quarter. One of our young rising stars, Ryan Grimes, grabbed it, sprinted to what he thought was the goals, uh, let loose an absolute belter from about 30 metres out, straight down the middle, in the wrong direction. Oh, that's um, gold. That's, uh, that's been a common answer for many uh, people's funniest <laughs> moments. That you... 
it's good that it's happening all around the world and you can't help but laugh when it happens. The best thing is, though, it was also one of our players' answers as well. So it just goes to show you, <laughs> yeah. even they've been playing for 20, 25 years, it still happens here. Yeah. yeah. It was a beautiful kick, mind you. Like, perfect spin backwards, split the middle. So that's but. the first one we've heard where they've actually kicked the goal. Yeah. Most of the time, it's they've hit, they've kicked it straight to who they thought was their full forward, which has been <sighs> their full back. Or, you know, the other forwards marked it. But to actually put it straight through the middle, that's that's pretty awesome. It was a beautiful goal. I was so proud except for the fact that it was the wrong one. Did he start start the celebration before he realised that it was the wrong way? Or It yes. was a bit swaggy P if you've seen those NBA clips. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, even that better. That just makes it, yeah, that tops it. <laughs> Uh, you're up, mate. Oh, I'll oh, sorry, my apologies. Um, <laughs> I forgot. Did, he, did Susan answer that? Uh, no. No. So that's that's why. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right. Oh, because I we have the same funniest moment. Ah, um, ah. we were both at that game, and yeah, that was probably. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to top that. Yeah, really. that's yeah. It's going to be hard to top. That's sure. up there, probably the best one we've actually heard so far, Rift. Yeah. Um, all right. So what we're going to do, we like the call, throw your teammates under the bus. So we're going to run through uh, who, you know, who, which play at the club would be a certain thing. Um, we'll get both your answer. We'll go Susan, Alex, and just alternate between you. So at the Hawaii Eagles, who's the ladies' man who, who thinks they're the ladies' man? Oh, that's two different questions. Well... The person that I was initially thinking of was was this Dallas character. Um, he's very friendly and knows knows a lot of chicks, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, well, if we're saying who thinks they are, I don't think we've got long enough left in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, don't even have that many players, but they all think they are. Um, my vote goes to Ryan. Kick that awesome backwards goal. <laughs> I'm sure uh, he thought that kicking that goal was going to help him that night out as well. Um, <laughs> who's the class clown or the joker of the club? I went first. You can go first, Alex. Oh, I thought the same way. Um, okay. Uh, I like Tori for this one. See, and I'd, I would put our, our team, I'd put it as a tag team of Tori and David because they are a pair of just complete jokesters and they like feed off each other and it just like explodes. Yeah, you need, you always need a good jokester. That's, uh... You get two or three that all feed off each other and it makes for uh, some fun nights. <laughs> yes. All right. So who's the biggest party animal? Well, I, I would vote for Murph. Um, he's our Canadian player. Um, and he has a great place where he hosts parties and I've definitely seen him knock a couple back a couple times. Very nice. That's yeah. I'm also going to vote for Murph. He's, he's not only the host, but he throws one hell of a party and gets down pretty hard himself. Um, and once again to Dallas, who calls himself designated Dallas, uh, but never spoils the party with his NA Heineken's. Yeah, he's a um, straight-edge vegan. Oh, 
I, I always want to say a bit like you rifted with the not drinking, but you know, <laughs> you're not vegan. <laughs> no, no. This, uh, yeah, we're learning more about this Dallas character. That's, uh, yeah, he does seem like quite the character vegan, straight edge, yeah. jokester, ladies' man, everything. Jeez, all right. Yeah, he is. He's like all the people. Yeah. One person. He's going to be the answer to the last one, too, I reckon, I reckon Rift. Right. So, who's the person who takes the game far too seriously? Well, you're talking to him. Yeah, that that would have to be me. Um, I've, I've been known to shout at our 13 year old umpire. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's been a very common answer with a lot of the European clubs. It's their one Aussie or the, the Aussie at their club is just the bloke that takes it too serious. So that's all right. So. Makes me feel better. <laughs> but that's also why he's on the coaching staff is because he can get that kind of serious focus on it. And it, it helps to have kind of the different voices. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I don't think we even actually need to ask this question. I know what the answer is going to be, but well, I know the answer for one of them. Who's the mum and the dad of the club? So who, without, they left the club, the club would be lost without them there. Mm. Well, unfortunately, I think we're going to be losing all the people that I was thinking of. From the mom perspective, it's probably me because I bring the oranges to practice. And then from the dad perspective, um, Cole's our admin, and he's been doing all of the paperwork and all of the just crap tasks of making sure people sign in, making sure that he gets all the information from everybody, that waivers are signed, that people are registered, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so when we, when we lose him next year, that's going to be a, a big loss. But um, we, we have a lot of really great people that are about ready to uh, move, move on. So um, not only are we a new team trying to develop, but we also are losing a lot of really great talent. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it sucks. You mentioned that you have you bring the oranges to practice, so you get you get oranges <laughs> at practice too. Uh, no, not at practice. Sorry, at the games for halftime. Oh, okay. You know, like we, yeah, we, yeah. We oh, the orange gonna, smile. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like well, oranges for a game. Want to? Yeah, huh? I'll take some at practice. If you want to, I'll take some at practice. That'd be nice. Yeah. Oh, Costco is such a pain right now. <laughs> well, when we practice. <laughs> That's true. Maybe it won't be as bad when we practice again. <laughs> All right. Um, so do the Hawaii Eagles have anything planned or hope to do anything in the, like moving on in the future once you guys get back out and going? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we're really hoping to get a squad going in Nationals this year. Um, I think that'll be huge. And obviously still things are in the air but we have quite a few members already who've booked their tickets and or accommodation and uh, pretty much ready to go and play. Um, whether we're filling a, filling a whole team or just getting a bunch of us to represent and joining up with someone else, the biggest goal is really just to have some representation there and to get our players to feel what that top USAFL competition and community is like. Yeah, that's a really good point that Alex makes is that, you know, most of our players have only played with us or uh, we've had some that have played in Australia like Alex, but um, like Alex and I are very fortunate to have played some um, games off islands. Um, and I think 
he's right. If we can get them to see the rest of the USAFL, it'll be a big win for us. Yeah. And for um, also the rest of the USAFL and Australian and even European football to come see us. Um, the parks are beautiful and green. I actually went down for a little kick quietly one-on-one. That's legal myself this afternoon. Um, and it's beautiful out there. So when you come here, the grass will be green and the beaches will be blue. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Well, like I said, I reckon once, once all these restrictions are lifted, I'm sure there'll be plenty of people uh, flocking over to Hawaii after being stuck, locked up in their homes for the last couple of months, you know, not, not even seeing, uh, the Aussie beaches, let alone the beautiful Hawaiian beaches. So I'm sure there'll be plenty of people getting over there that, you know, already planning their trips as we speak. Um, but where can everyone go to, to find out about you guys and follow along and, and, you know, hit you up if they do get over there? Yep. Uh, we're on social media just as Hawaii Eagles on Instagram. And I think Facebook is Hawaii Eagles Australian Football Club. Um, our logos are... In some places, the Eagles logo, some places, a beautiful beach. Nice. Uh, Is there anything else you want to say, Dog? I just want to thank you two for joining us. I know it's getting a bit late over there where you guys are. Um, I really do appreciate the time. It's nice to learn about um, new clubs, clubs around the world, especially new clubs that have only just started up and sort of making your way in a completely different area that hasn't seen a club before. Uh, once we're able to get into our rooms, which fingers crossed will be probably this week or the week after, uh, we'll send you guys out across a polo shirt or a jumper or something we've got laying around our club rooms to uh, say thank you and a bit of a mateship thing between the two clubs. So thank you for your time. Thank you. Beautiful. That's so thank nice. you so much. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, like I said, I do hope you guys are able to get some footy at the tail end of this year and, and hopefully, if, you know, if you don't get over the Nationals this year, you're able to get a team together and get a strong team over there next year and, and have a good showing. So best of luck with that. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll follow along and, and we wish you all the best. Thank you. Thanks Mahalo. So much for having us. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, thanks again for joining us for that episode of the Cobra cast. Uh, this has been another episode in the US AFL week we're doing. Um, make sure you go check out their social media and follow along their journey as well as all the other teams we've got coming up. Uh, but where can everyone else go to find out about our stuff, Eto? Well, for our stuff, mate, they can go to Facebook and at Sandown Cobras FNC or search Sandown Cobras Football Netball Club. They can hit up our Instagram at Sandown Cobras FNC or hit up our, uh, our Twitter at Sandown Cobras. There is another page on there that is at Sandown Cobras FC. Ignore that page. That's no longer working. Twitter won't delete it. Um, but, mate, or you can, head, sorry, you can head to our website, www.sandowncobrasfnc.com.au. Or if you want to know more about USAFL, you can head to www.usafl.com. You can search United States Australian Football League on Facebook and Twitter. There's also uh, the, US, what is it, sorry, the US Footy News. They are... A, Facebook page and they do a podcast called Outside 50 which is hosted by, or the co-host is one of the people that we spoke to from Denver a couple of weeks ago so make sure you go listen to that if you want to know a bit more about US footy Lovely and don't forget to check us out on iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you want to listen uh, on your drive home or drive to work 
Um, what, a better, what, what a way to start your Monday morning, mate. Me and your ears. Like, mate, soothing. I don't, couldn't think of anything better, to be honest. Or what you could do is you could do what I do and put it on as you go to sleep so that way your partner's falling asleep to the smooth tones of Rick Rifty and that dog. Yeah, definitely. That's, um, well, she might not want to go to sleep once she starts hearing those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's a fair point, mate. We're, uh, we're not cutting that. We're leaving that in. <laughs> She'll be up all night. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs> Thanks for watching the Cobra Cast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number. Hey Siri, play the Cobra cast with the present VP.